So hi, one of the good noise podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with I'm Dan and I play drums in a band called Black's Flower. Uh, and we're asking some questions today. I'm gonna start. Uh so what inspired the creation of the band and what does the band name mean? Oh, that's a curveball. Um <laughs> I think we were all in bands previously. So we all live in Brisbane in Australia, which is um all the way over the other side of the world from you guys. Mm-hmm. Um but we, you know, we'd all played in bands before and we'd all been friends, um, you know, living in Brisbane and, and our bands playing with each other's bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of all came together because Tristan, who's the singer of Waxflower, he sent us, he sent us these demos and, and you know, he was, I think he was trying to get a feel for if the songs were good or if we had interest in even just playing, playing on it as like a session thing. And okay. I think we all, really, we all really fell in love with the songs. Um, and really believed in the project and kind of came together and said, well, let's do this as a band, as a project, as, as the four of us, you know, making music and, and see where we can take, see where we can take it. So I think that's kind of what inspired the creation was that, you know, we, we all really believed in the songs that, that Tristan was writing and is writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all just wanted to get, get behind that in terms of the meaning behind the band name. I think Tristan just liked it. And I, I know that he, um, he thought of it one day and then he recorded like a, a one minute acoustic song and then put it online so that he could like save the band name for when he wanted mm-hmm. to start the project. So that song's not, not online anymore, but um, I think we, he just thought it was cool and there was never any argument from us. I think he was just like, no, this is what the band's going to be called. <laughs> We've got no, no other names. It was an executive yeah. decision on his exactly. part. It, it definitely was. Yeah. But we were, we were happy with it. Yeah. Exactly. Didn't even give you like an opportunity to like suggest new band names. He was like, no, this is it. Oh, you know, like it, not here's the door. Exactly. And I think um I think that's very indicative of like his his personality as well, which is quite funny. When he when he gets his mind set on an idea, he's very much like, nope, this is the way we're doing it, and, and that's what's gonna happen, which is good because it's usually for the better. He's he's a clever guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, solid. Uh so congratulations on your newest release. We might be all right. How do you feel about the response to the EP so far? It's been really good. It's been amazing, honestly. You know, like we started, we started putting out music from the EP in kind of October, November last year, and mm-hmm. and we recorded we recorded it about a year ago now, um, back oh, in April, yeah. May last year. So it's been it's been a long process, you know, from from writing to demoing to recording to to putting it out now. Mm-hmm. So it, I was saying to someone on release day, it feels like a relief, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's like in my mind this was the thing that I'd been wholly focused on for the past kind of 12 months, you know, through each, each phase of the release. So to have it finally out, it's like the, you know, the final step. It's like when you've, you know, you finish anything and then, and it's out into the world for the people to, you know, connect with or interpret or critique or, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever, in whatever way that they will, you know, it's, it's now in the hands of everyone else, exactly. which is nice. Awesome. So yeah. Um, but you know, the reception from from when we released it which was you know four or five days ago now was has been incredible just to hear you know how people who who are into the band have connected with it and what songs they like and and you know the effect that the songs have had on them you know through the singles that we've put out and even you know some some lovely reviews coming through on press and stuff it's, it's been it's been amazing so we're happy that's awesome i am so happy to hear that um shane and i actually got a chance to listen to the ep and we spoke about it on our podcast last night i'm pretty sure oh, that's awesome. yeah we both loved it it was it was fantastic yes mm-hmm. two thumbs up two thumbs up did we lose you are you there oh no okay. sorry i think okay. i think it, i think it just dropped out but i'm back 
All okay, right. cool. Cool. Uh, so what made you guys choose again as the lead single for the EP? Gee, I think um, that was just a song that we all we all really believed in. I think going down when we were recording, we knew that um, Caitlin Henry from a really sick band over here called Eat Your Heart Out. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys know them. They're on yeah. Fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd already, we kind of reached out to her and said, oh, you know, we've got this song and this, this bridge part that we really want you to sing on. Um, and, and what was awesome was she was on board straight away. She was like, that sounds amazing. Let's do it. So we already knew that she was going to be singing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, one of the songs that we kind of thought was one of the strongest songs on the, on the release. Um, and then when it all just came together in the studio, you know, with, with, we had a rough idea of what we wanted Caitlin to sing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of us all kind of left the room for two or three hours and let her and Tristan and, and Stevie Knight, who's, who's our producer mm-hmm. kind of just work with it. And, and, and kind of work through some ideas and some takes and and get get everything going and then we kind of came back after three or four hours and and stevie's like listen to this and, and he he like waxed the space bar to hit play on the track and we all just yeah. sit there and we and i think that was the moment we were all like this is this is a single this is something special just the way their voices intertwine and play with each other on that song we thought you know this is going to be really something that i think is, is special and we wanted to highlight that so and that's why we, we put it out as the first single. Definitely. That makes me so happy that you guys like instantly knew as soon as you heard it, like, this is the one I want people to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, it, it made the process really easily because sometimes you can kind of come back from the studio and you'll have, you'll have long heated arguments about, oh, I think this should be the single mm-hmm. or this should be the single. But I think straight away we, we said, this is the one. And I think we sent it to Rude and, and, and Rude Records were like, yep, let's do it. Let's go. So it was, it was unanimous. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, So is there any mean meaning behind the EP name and cover art and did the track name come first or did you name the album after it? I think, you know, we might be all right. The the EP represents themes of, of kind of going through, you know, Tristan was going through this phase of of anxiety and, and, you know, he has a a diagnosed panic disorder as well. And this was kind of his way of, of getting, getting through that and, and building himself up from where he had been in the past two or three years as someone who was you know, quite anxious about leaving the house or, or traveling or social situations. And, and he's kind of, you know, the phases that he went through to, to get to where he is today, whereas, you know, we're able to tour and, and he's fine. And, and, you know, there's no, there's no issues there. So to get through there, you know, he kind of had to replace what was his anxious, anxious life with, with a normal one. And, and it's about, you know, that internal recognition that, you know, we might be all right. Like everything will be fine and, mm-hmm. and it's going to be okay. You just, you know, you need to focus on, on, on what you can control and, and what you can do to get through these scenarios. Um, so I think that, you know, that the EP title is almost a bit of a, a catchphrase or a, um, an, an overview of, of the themes that we talk about in the songs and in the music. So I think um, it was always, we were leaning towards that and, and, you know, the song, we might be all right, which is off the EP, Mm-hmm. kind of really encapsulates everything that we talk about so we kind of just thought you know it makes sense to it makes sense to have a big call we might be all right um, okay in terms of the artwork Tristan as well actually put together all the artwork for the singles and the EP um so there I don't think there's any real meaning behind them we just wanted to have we like to have themes through everything through every single so mm-hmm. we'd like the different kind of how all the four palettes work together I think we had like a a pinky, a pinky purple for again, uh, a light blue for not alone, which was the second single. 
um, a green for the third single, which is food for your garden. And then the white, for we might be all right. I think, you know, white as well as a bit of a, a calming, uh, calming color, a, a sign of kind of peace and hope. And I think maybe that kind of ties into, into what we're about with the EP. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Amazing. Hmm. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for the CP? Yeah, I mean, we probably started writing for it nearly, if we recorded a year ago, probably a year and a half, almost two years ago in terms of writing for it. Wow. Yeah, it was a while. And, and you know, I think Tristan's, Tristan and I for, for a while lived together. So it was really cool because he was, you know, he's a he's an introverted kind of guy so he would just come home from work every day and then sit in his room and and just play guitar all night and write and demo and and he'd kind of like he'd come out and be like oi come in here and listen to this and he'd show me a part (laughs) and we'd 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 discuss it and go oh maybe we could do this here or this here and he'd be like yeah yeah okay go away for 15 minutes i'll come back and fix it Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of fun doing that back and forth um and I think we originally had maybe 12 or 13 like demos that were pretty much totally done. And we, na- we narrowed it down to about seven or eight. And then when we got into the studio with Stevie Knight, we kind of said to him, hey, here's the seven or eight that we really like and, and think could be the ones that go on the EP. You know, what do you think? And we spent about half a day before we started recording with him, just going back and forth on the songs and, and changing some small parts and changing structures and looking at what songs we thought we're definitely going to stay and what ones were kind of on the fence. And then through that process, we narrowed it down to the five kind of on the day. Um, and that was kind of, you know, that's the five that we landed on. And I'm, I'm really happy with, with what we chose. I, I don't have any regrets. Okay. okay, good. Will those other songs ever see the light of day? <laughs> oh, good question. I think there's, there might be one of two, one or two okay. that we're kind of, we're kind of revisiting now. Um, oh, we, no. Yeah, so we've actually started writing for our next release already. Stop. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? It doesn't stop. Yeah. <gasps> you guys so, need to like w- sleep. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh. you, you should talk to the band. <laughs> they um I think we we're all we're all just, you know, we're always looking forward to the next thing. So That's fair. I think I think we're um I think we're always excited about what's next. So and you know, now that this release is out, it's kinda like, well. Let's start writing and, and and demoing for the next the next thing, which is which is really cool and, and you know really good to to keep the keep the momentum and, and keep growing as much as we can. Um, but yeah, a couple of those songs that kind of got maybe ditched in the in the pre production, we're kind of looking at them again and going, well, I think there is some strong parts here. You know, what can we do to to you know maybe resurrect them or mm-hmm. or look at them in the future? So yeah, you never know. You never know. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, so can you tell me where your headspace was while creating this album? Yeah, I mean, I think for us it was it was interesting time during recording. Obviously, you know, with COVID, it's, yeah. it's still quite prevalent over in the US. Um, and in Australia, we've been really lucky that it's kind of come in, in small waves. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind, of, we're kind of at the end of what was a bit of a wave and, and there's some sense of normality being returned to Australian society, which is, you know, super, super lucky for us. And I, I always feel for, you know, countries overseas who have it much worse and it's still, you know, a big part of your day-to-day lives. Um, but for, for us, you know, um, recording was kind of, we, we kind of got into the studio in between two, two kind of waves of COVID. We, would, we kind of managed to get in when everything was, 
was kind of open again and people were able to travel like between cities and states and things like that. And then mm-hmm. just as we finished and, and we got home back to, back to Brisbane, um, everything kind of um, closed up again and people went back into lockdown. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in terms of our headspace, I think we were just so grateful for having the opportunity to record and travel and create music and, and, you know, obviously we're in Brisbane and we, we drove about eight hours South down to Sydney. Um, yeah. To record with Stevie Knight. So we spent like, yeah, we spent, there was five of us. There was obviously four on the band and Tristan's brother Giles is is a photographer and does some creative work. So he came with us to take, take photos. So there was five of us in this like three bedroom, really small apartment for about two weeks living on top of each other. Oh man. Um, but yeah, you know, again, I think we were just so happy to have two weeks hanging out mm-hmm. and recording and, and being productive in a time when I think like a lot of bands, unfortunately, weren't able to do much, you know, and, and we'd kind of come from having these big ideas and big plans for our year where we, we, you know, we were a big goal for us last year before COVID hit was to tour overseas and, you mm-hmm. know, signing with Rude Records was kind of like a step in the right direction with that and and obviously, as soon as everything shut, I kind of scuttled our plans to get overseas. Yeah. So I think, you know, it was just, we were just really grateful to have the opportunity. And, and hopefully that comes out in the music that we, we just tried to grab it with two hands and put all of our, all of our creative and, and musical energy into it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so what band or artist influence you think you hear the most on this EP? I think um, it's really interesting because I think, as artists, we're all influenced by so many different bands, you know, from, from like hip hop to pop to indie mm-hmm. to rock to, to even hardcore, you know, like when we're in the van or traveling, like there's just so much, so many different spectrums of, of music, like on the radio, on, on our play, on our playlist, you know, and everyone's passing around their aux cord and we're all putting on different stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like this release specifically, I mean, I think, like emo music in general, Tristan's very heavily influenced by bands like Jimmy World and Say Anything, and then you know more more current bands like The Main and the 1975. And mm-hmm. and whilst you know we might not be as um, directly influenced by those bands, I think I think he kind of takes bits and pieces from all those bands. You know, guitar riffs and guitar lines from Jimmy Eat World, and you know vocal phrasing and melody from the 1975, and we're trying to lean a bit more into electronic and synth production, like more like pop centric artists are as well. I think, especially with these new songs coming up. Um, so I think just take, you know, taking, taking bits from all those artists and, and trying to create what is our own unique sound within, you know, I think we, we always call ourselves, we say we're an emo rock band, you know, and, and we, I think we definitely lean heavily on the pop punk element, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. overall what, what our overall vision for the band is is to play emo guitar music so whether that's yeah. you know and you even see band you know artists like nothing nowhere now who who do that with that big hip-hop and and rap influence so mm-hmm. i think you know pulling pulling from all of that um i'm trying to create our own sound within that oh yeah definitely you're doing very well with that because it's again ep phenomenal i loved it thank you <laughs> I appreciate that. That's of lovely. Of course, yeah. Uh, so this one should be super, super fast. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, hopeful, emotional, uh, lit. 
lit. We haven't gotten that one in a while. Thank you. I don't think that. we ever got lit. No. We need that more often. <laughs> yeah, bring it back. Uh, awesome. So in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling you want listeners to have while going through the EP? Um, I'd say comfort and hope, you know. I think for us, music is something that we turn to when when we're faced with a challenge or, or a time in our lives where we're not particularly satisfied with something and 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 that you know the songs and the artists that we turn to always provide comfort and hope for us and i hope that you know through our music that the fans that we connect with and people who connect with our songs can also kind of pull that from the music itself that, that we're writing you know i think that's always been a big goal for our band is it's connect really deeply with the people who are into the music and and the fans you know and, and create you know those communities and, and those relationships with the people who are into our music because I think that's really you know again for us it's such a big part of, of being you know not just an artist but also a listener of you know growing up we we all were super passionate about um you know our favorite bands and, and we'd love to have that connection with you know with the people who are fans of our band definitely yeah it's always nice when bands kind of have like not a cult fan base but just kind of like where they're able to talk and the the fans actually engage and keep up and that's always so nice to see so i do hope you guys get that cult fan bases are scary they are (laughs) they are uh so you actually mentioned you guys are working writing demoing stuff out now what can you tell us about that will this be a full length will this be another ep collection of songs what are we talking about here yeah i think I think it's still pretty early, so we're still trying to figure that out in terms of okay. how many how many songs it'll be and and when it'll be coming out. I think um, for for us, our aim would be to have something out before the another song out before the year ends, whether that's oh, like okay. a single or or two songs. Um, but yeah, I think we've got about seven or eight songs at the moment that we're sitting on, and probably over the next kind of couple of months, try to expand that out to maybe twelve or thirteen, fourteen, and then. We'll kind of do that process again of narrowing it down to our favorite seven or eight, and then I think we've got we've got plans to hopefully jump back in the in the studio with Stevie Knight, um, mm-hmm. and you know we'll t- take the songs to him and, and see which ones he likes and which ones he doesn't, and and you know we'll, we'll kind of start again with working on it, and and you know it all starts again in terms of that that kind of cycle of you know recording and everything. So yeah, mm-hmm. not too sure how many songs yet, but okay. definitely fingers crossed for something before the year ends. Definitely excited to hear that, see that. Uh, (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So, where do you see the band in the next five years? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, hopefully, touring full time. I think um, for us, touring is such an important way of connecting with new audiences and and like current audiences and and just building like that relationship that we do have with fans. Um, So, you know, fingers crossed in the next 12, 18 months international touring and, and large-scale tour, touring really starts to open up again it's already um starting to open up in australia which is great and and hopefully as you know the vaccines rolled out and and you know covid starts to starts to dissipate we can see that um so fingers crossed for that and you know in the next five years yeah we'd really love to be touring full-time and and hopefully make our way over to europe and the uk and you know whoever whoever will have us and whoever will listen and we'll, we'll play for you um we'll be there and and, you know hopefully off the back i'd say within five years we definitely hope to have um, a full length out by then so hopefully off the back of a record that's you know hopefully connecting with some people yeah we'll be touring the world fingers crossed oh yeah that'd be sick all right 
Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. Six. We're going to go straight to death row. Boom. Wow. So, yeah, I know, right? Crazy. <laughs> so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with the drink? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you what, I love a good, um, like a Portuguese chicken. Ooh. I don't know if you guys, do you guys have Nando's over in um, the US? No. No. Uh, <sighs> It's 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 kind of big over here. They do like this flame grilled spicy Portuguese chicken. Um, I would get like a spicy Portuguese chicken with just like some really well cooked chips, like hot chips. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd probably get a last drink ever. Yeah, last drink. I, I think I'm, I'm a sucker for just give me a Coke Zero. Hey, an All ice right. cold Coke Zero. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can um, respect that. Yeah, just like a nice, nice wholesome hearty meal, and then I'll I'll say my last words and away I go. <laughs> That's fair. Good way to go out. Uh, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Oh, fiction world. Um, I mean, when I was when I was probably eight or nine, I always wanted to I always wanted to be a wizard like Harry Potter. <gasps> yeah. So I would I definitely have to go to Hogwarts. I'd have to go. I have to go to the wizarding world and um, check out what's happening there. I think there'd be no way I could I could go anywhere else. What a, what house are you? Oh, I want to say Gryffindor, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe Hufflepuff. I don't know. Yeah, there's <laughs> no there's... one. No one ever oh. wants to be Hufflepuff. I feel, but I'd have to. Um, I'd have to. I'd have to put the Sorting Hat on and see where it put me. Definitely. You gotta take the test online. Exactly, they have a test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, do they really? Yeah, yeah. I took it. <laughs> well, in, um, I'm a Hufflepuff. So, <laughs> are, you a, are you a Hufflepuff? Okay, mm-hmm. I, there's, there's no shame in being a Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah. They're they're the kindest creatures. So, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Of course. Of course. Uh, what is your favorite color? Ooh, I think red. Hey, I'm gonna go with red. So true. Red's amazing color. Specific yeah. shade of red? I think like a dark red. When I was growing up, mm. I always wanted a red Ferrari. That was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a red Ferrari when I'm adult. And now I'm an adult and I don't have a red Ferrari. So Well, once you start <laughs> maybe touring one the world, day. you got it. You're exactly. going to get that yeah. red Ferrari. Five year plan. <laughs> I don't know if we can fit much gear in a red Ferrari, but I'll definitely try. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to try. Um, no. So as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, I guess we have our debut EP, We Might Be Alright, out right now through Rude Records. Um, if you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, hey, still let us know. Um, and you can check it out wherever there's music. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Dan from Waxflower and uh, We're the Good Noise podcast.